This is Adam Hulse. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of my podcast, which is, of course, brought to you by La Touraine, the best affordable luxury watches and accessories on the market. Check out their website, latouraine.com, L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. Shop through their awesome selection. When you decide what you want, use my promo code at checkout. It's simple, three capital letters, A-H-S. A-H-S, as in Adam Hulse Sports, that code will get you 10% sent off your entire order at latourain.com. Okay, so it is week six of the NFL season, and I will be getting into my picks this week, as I usually do. Speaking of picks, make sure you guys check out pick'emwars.com. Free-to-play contests for real cash prizes. No gimmicks. It's all legit. You enter the free contest. If you win, you get paid in real cash. That's pick'emwars.com. There's a direct link on my Twitter page, at Adam Hull Sports, the pinned tweet with my most recent podcast episode. If you click on it and go in the comment section, there will be a direct link to pick'emwars.com, which will get you free entry into all of their contests across all different sports. You will get free entry into those contests if you click that link on my Twitter at pick'emwars.com. Free-to-play contests, real cash prizes. Okay, so before getting into week six... I'd like to thank everyone who came out in week five and joined me on the Rave On Sports app. I hosted the Dallas Cowboys game as I have been doing. The Dallas Cowboys got another huge win. We followed along with all of the action live on the Rave On Sports app. It's a really cool concept. You guys should really go download that and check them out. It's a lot of fun. I will be back again in the future for more Cowboys games, so make sure you check out their app. It's called Rave On Sports. Okay, so before I get into my week six picks, let's review my week five picks. I came into week five with a 13 and 14 overall record. I needed a winning week to get back to even, get out of the losing, and that is exactly what I did last week. I had five picks. I won three out of the five. I had the Steelers money line. They won easily over the Broncos. I had the the Bears plus five and a half. They went on the road and destroyed the Raiders. They won that game straight up. And I had the Bills plus three in their big victory over the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, winning straight up as well and winning convincingly. Those were the three wins. The two losses, I had Jags plus four and a half. They could not get it done against the Titans. And then I had Panthers minus three, a game that the Panthers had won. They blew the game late in the fourth quarter. That's one that they let get away from them. So overall, on the week I went three and two that brings it up to an even 16 and 16 record after 32 picks this season we are even right now we will be looking for a winning week this week to get back into the positive and we're going to look to do that with five picks in week six the first team that I like this week is a team that actually burned me last week they couldn't get it done when I took them last week I'm going with them again this week they are playing the early morning game in London and that is the Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars. This week, they get to play against the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are a team with a lot of issues right now. The Dolphins are only sitting at 1-4 on the season. They've lost four straight games. They came into this year with playoff aspirations. They considered themselves a team that was going to make the playoffs. They are not off to a good start if that is what their goal is this season, losing four consecutive games in a row. Three out of those four games being by double digits. So yeah, the Dolphins are a mess right now. Their defense was supposed to be really
really good coming into this year. It has not been good to this point. They're allowing 438 yards per game, 300 yards through the air, 130 yards on the ground, giving up a ton of yards and a ton of points, over 30 points a game this Dolphins defense is allowing. So they're kind of a mess right now. On the offensive side of the ball, the quarterbacks are both banged up. It looks like Tua might be back this week. He has a chance to play. He's practicing limitedly right now, so there is a chance that Tua is going to come back. He may not be 100%. His backup, who has been playing, Jacoby Brissett, is banged up as well. He's not 100%. So a lot of issues with this Miami Dolphins team right now. Against a Jaguars team that is 0-5, but they have played better recently than they did to start the year. In particular, Trevor Lawrence. He looks pretty good over his last two games. Seems like he's getting up to speed now with the NFL game, starting to look more comfortable. I think he's going to continue to get better as the year goes on. I think he's going to progress. I still fully believe in Trevor Lawrence and that he is going to be a very good quarterback. He's not there yet. I think he's going to develop into it. These last two games has shown that he has made some progress. I think that he can continue to do that this week against the Dolphins, which as I just said, they have a ton of problems on defense. It's a favorable matchup for Trevor Lawrence. A good chance for him to get his first win of the season. And I think that there's a good chance that he gets it over in London against this Dolphins team that's really struggling across the board. Look, the Jags are struggling too. It's not like the Jags are playing great. Their defense is giving up a bunch of points as well. They just allowed 37 last week to the Titans. But I don't think that this Dolphins offense, the way that they're playing right now, is capable of scoring 37 points. I don't think that's going to happen. They haven't done it all season. They're actually only averaging 16 points a game, which is less than the Jaguars offense is averaging so far. And they give up more points on defense than the Jaguars defense has allowed as well so though the Dolphins have a win and the Jaguars don't a case can be made that the Jags are playing just as good if not better than the Dolphins are so I do think there is a good shot that Trevor Lawrence gets his first NFL win this week against the Dolphins but as for the point spread the Jags are getting three points as I usually do if they're giving my team points I'm taking the free points it's the NFL I always like to take the free points when they're there so from a betting perspective this week in London. Give me the Jags plus three over the Dolphins. Next up, moving to the one o'clock games on Sunday. I'm going to be taking the other team that burned me last week. I'm not sure if it's smart to pick both teams that I lost with last week again this week, but that is what I'm doing. I do like the Panthers to get it done at home this week. I like them to get it done last week at home against the Eagles. They had that game in hands. They let it get away from them in the fourth quarter. They let Jalen Hurts and the Eagles come back on them. Sam Darnold made some crucial mistakes late in that game in a game that the Panthers really should have won. And that is now the Panthers' second consecutive loss after winning their first three games. So the Panthers will be looking to right the ship in this game against a Minnesota Vikings team that's mediocre. I mean, the Vikings aren't a bad team. They're not a great team either. They're coming off of a win over the Lions, which they really almost lost that game to the Lions too. It looked like the Lions had a game-winning field goal. Kirk Cousins had just enough time on the clock to get the Vikings into field goal range themselves, and they nailed a long 50-plus yard field goal at the buzzer to beat the Lions, which seems to be the story of the season for the Lions, right? They keep losing in the last second. They've been close a couple times now. They've had their heart broken a few times now. The Vikings were the most recent team to do that to the Lions. But this week, the Vikings are going to travel to Carolina against a Carolina defense that has played very well this year. The Carolina defense allowing under 300 yards per game, allowing less than 100 rushing yards per game, which I think is the key here 
because Minnesota loves to run the ball. Whether it's Madison, whether it's Dalvin Cook, it looks like Cook is going to play this week. It looks like he could be a full go this week. Even if he's not, Madison runs the ball pretty well too. He's no Dalvin Cook. But either way, whether it's Madison, Cook, a combination of the two, Minnesota loves to run the ball. They run the ball a lot, and they like Kirk Cousins to run the play action off of the running game. And the Panthers have been excellent against the run. So I think that is the key matchup to watch right there. It is one of the main reasons that I like the Carolina Panthers this week at home with their defense. A defense which is only allowing about 17 points per game against the Vikings who are allowing about 22. And then this Joe Brady designed offense for the Carolina Panthers with a few of their weapons I think can have success against a Minnesota Vikings defense which isn't very good. They're averaging almost allowing 400 yards per game on the defensive side of the ball. So I think the Panthers offense is going to find some success against that defense. I think at home with their home crowd and their good defense against the run heavy Vikings, I think their defense will have success. I like both sides of the ball for the Panthers this week. I like them at home to win straight up against the Vikings, but same situation here. The point spread, they're giving the Panthers two points. That was a little bit surprising to me to see that. I think that the Panthers should be the favorites in this game. They're actually the underdog. I will take those two free points all day, even though I do believe that the Panthers are going to win this game straight up. I think they should be favored. If they're giving me two points, I'm taking two points. Give me Panthers plus two at home over the Vikings. Okay, moving on now. We're going to the later slate of games, and there's one game in that later slate that I like. You probably could have guessed it. I like the Dallas Cowboys this week. They are going on the road. They're going to New England. New England, of course, is a pretty tough place to play in with their solid defense that they play. But really, when it comes down to it, I just think that the Cowboys are a much better team than anything that the Patriots are. The Cowboys offense has been absolutely incredible this season. They're averaging 34 points a game, 450 yards a game. The offense is clicking. The rushing game is working great. Both Ezekiel Elliott, who's really revived his career this season. Everybody thought Ezekiel Elliott was done after his slow 2020 season. Maybe everybody forgot that almost the entire offensive line was injured last season, and also Ezekiel did not have his quarterback, Dak Prescott. Now that everybody's back, all of a sudden Ezekiel looks like him old self again. Zeke is rolling this year. He looks great. He looks like a top five running back again. And then this compliment with Tony Pollard getting the touches he has. Tony Pollard looks very, very explosive right now. He's doing a lot with the little touches that he's getting. I think Tony Pollard being productive with these touches is actually going to continue to help Zeke in the long run. It will take some of the pressure off of Zeke. It will get his touches down a little bit. Higher quality, better longevity. I think the presence of Tony Pollard doesn't take anything away from Zeke. I actually think it's going to help his production moving forward. I think that they can find some success on the ground against the Patriots. The Patriots defense is pretty good, but they are allowing 111 rushing yards per game so I think that Zeke and Pollard can find some success on the grounds and then Dak Prescott's going to try to do his thing again in the passing game. Dak Prescott has been phenomenal this season. He's borderline top five MVP candidate at this point of the year. The Cowboys offense is just scoring a ton of points. 
over these last three games. They're literally doing anything they want on offense. The running game's working. The play action's working. The deep pass is working. The short pass is working. And a lot of this has been done with Amari Cooper not being 100%. He's been playing through an injury and definitely does not look 100% on the field right now. And they don't even have Michael Gallup. He's been injured and not playing. So their offense is not even at full strength right now. And they still look ridiculous. Just imagine what it's going to look like when they do get back to full strength. But even with missing Gallup, with Cooper Limited, the Cowboys have still scored 121 points over their last three games. So over their last three, they are averaging over 40 points a game. And that was against the Eagles, the Panthers, and the Giants, three teams that are supposed to have pretty good defenses as well. So this Cowboys offense is rolling. The Patriots defense is pretty good. I don't think that they're good enough to stop this juggernaut of a Cowboys offense. Right now, it looks like nothing can really stop the Cowboys offense. I don't think that the Patriots are going to be the ones to do it, even though they are playing at home. Do I think the Cowboys are going to score 40 points on the Patriots? No, I don't think that they're going to score that much, but I definitely think that they can get into the high 20s to mid 30s, somewhere maybe in like the 27 to 35 type range. And I just don't think that the Patriots offense is good enough to keep up with that. The Patriots offense only averaging 19 points per game. That offense, look, rookie quarterback Mac Jones has looked pretty good. He's progressing well. He does look like he's going to be a solid quarterback in this league. But all that being said, they still are only scoring 19 points per game on offense. And that includes three of their five games coming against the Texans, the Jets, and the Dolphins, who have not been good defenses at all. So I just don't think that the Patriots are going to be able to score enough to keep up with the Cowboys. The Cowboys defense has actually been a nice little surprise this year. They've played very well also, especially against the run. They're averaging less than 80 yards allowed per game in the rushing defense. So very impressive by the Cowboys D. That addition of Dan Quinn as defensive coordinator has already made them a better defensive unit than last year. I love everything the Cowboys are doing this year. They look awesome so far through five games. They are 4-1 and one on the season. They have won four in a row. They get this game in New England, and then after this game in New England, they go on their bye week. So I think they're going to go into their bye with a solid 5-1 and one record through their first six games. I like them to get it done in New England. The point spread's only minus three. Not worried about that spread at all. I think the Cowboys are going to clear that pretty easily. Give me the Cowboys minus three in New England. Okay, so moving on now to Sunday night football. The Steelers are at home. They're hosting the Seahawks. This would be a much cooler looking matchup if Russell Wilson was playing. Unfortunately, he's not going to be able to get in this game. It will end his long streak of consecutive starts in a row while he recovers from this injury. He never misses time, so it's unfortunate to see Russell Wilson out with an injury. That means Geno Smith is going to be the one playing quarterback. Look, everybody's big on Geno Smith right now because he looked good for the little bit of time that he was in the game last week against the Rams. But let's not forget, this is Geno Smith that we're talking about. He was a complete failure as a starting quarterback with the New York Jets. I think he is good enough to be a backup quarterback for a lot of teams. I think he's probably one of the better backup quarterbacks in the NFL, but that's what he is. He's a backup quarterback. There's no reason to be excited about a Geno Smith start, especially not in Pittsburgh against a very good Pittsburgh Steelers defense. So very difficult ask for Geno Smith in this start. These Steelers coming off of a big victory last week against the Broncos, a victory that they desperately, desperately needed. They were sitting at 1-3 on the season. 
they could not go to one and four with how good their division looks right now. The Bengals, Ravens, and Browns are all looking strong. So if the Steelers fell to one and four, their season was really, really looking like it could have already been over. Now they got that win. They moved to two and three. A lot more manageable, a lot more respectable. I think they're going to come into this game with some of that pressure off their back. They might feel a little bit looser. Big Ben's been catching a lot of negativity lately. Maybe that win last week is going to help him silence some of that noise, get his confidence back up a little bit. Look, the Steelers are going to be without Juju Smith-Schuster. He is hurt, but they still have Deontay Johnson. They still have Chase Claypool, two very good receivers against a Seattle Seahawks secondary. That's just not very good. The Seattle defense gives up a ton of points. They give up a ton of yards. They've had issues for several years now on the defensive side of the ball. So I still think it's a favorable matchup for the Steelers receivers, even without Juju Smith-Schuster. And then Najee Harris for the Steelers. He, he can possibly get some things rolling this week, too. The Steelers still don't run the ball enough. They've been running it a little bit more. That was their major issue last year. Seems like they're starting to fix it a little bit. I still think they need to feed Najee Harris a lot more carries than he's been getting, especially against Seattle, who allows 145 rushing yards per game as a defense. So feed Najee Harris, let him go to work, and then let Ben work the passing game off of the running game while it opens up for Claypool and for Deontay Johnson. So I do like the Steelers to get this one done. I think they're going to find a lot of success against a weak Seattle defense. And then I think the Steelers defense at home in Pittsburgh is going to give Geno Smith all kinds of problems trying to operate that Seahawks offense. So I like the Steelers this week. I like them to win. The spread is Steelers minus five. We will lay it. Give me Steelers minus five on Sunday night football over the Seahawks. Okay, moving on now to Monday night football, the fifth and final game that I'm going to be taking this week. The Buffalo Bills go on the road to play the Tennessee Titans, the Bills' second primetime game in a row. They got their huge victory on the road last Last week in Kansas City, they absolutely dominated the Chiefs. They controlled that game from start to finish. Super impressive performance by Josh Allen and the rest of the team. Their defense held pretty tough in that one as well. They will now go on the road again for another primetime game, this time against the Tennessee Titans, who are coming off of a win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Titans sit at 3-2 and two on the season, but they have looked a little bit shaky. They lost an overtime game to the Jets. It took them over overtime to get one of their three wins. So the Titans have not looked great this year. They are at three and two, so they're okay. And obviously what the Titans like to do is feed Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's an absolute beast. He's an animal. There's no other running back in the NFL quite like Derrick Henry. Handling the load he handles on a week-to-week basis and never seeming to slow down from it. It seems like the more carries you give Henry, the better he gets as a game goes on, which is just amazing and shows how much of a beast he is. The Titans as a team are averaging almost 170 rushing yards per game, so the key matchup is going to be that against the Bills defense, who's only allowing 78 rushing yards a game. Bills defense has been awesome this year. They struggled last year, which was confusing because the year before that, they were very good. It looks like whatever was off last year about their defense, they've got it figured out this year. They have a better pass rush this year. Rookie Gregory Rousseau looks pretty good. Bills looking like one of the very best defense defenses in football right now, but they are going to have their hands full in Tennessee with Derrick Henry. That's the key matchup, the Bills rushing defense against Derrick Henry. 
And then it's the opposite when you look at the other matchup, and that's the Bills passing game against the weak Titans passing defense. Look, the numbers for the Titans passing defense don't look that bad, but when you watch the games and you've seen them get torched in a couple of those games, it has been pretty bad. I don't like the Titans secondary at all. I also don't think that the Titans get enough pressure on the quarterback. Josh Allen's coming off of a huge game over the Chiefs. I think he is going to have another monster game this week against a Titans defense that is definitely vulnerable in my opinion. Dig Sanders, Beasley, Dawson Knox looks awesome this year. He's one of the top tight ends in football right now. Breakout season for Dawson Knox. Again, I think that Josh Allen is going to have a huge game, just like he did last week. Maybe even better this week than he was last week. I think that their rushing game with Zach Moss, who looks awesome this season as well, after not being so good last season. I think all of the Bills' offense is going to work against this weaker Titans defense. And I think that the Bills' rushing defense is going to be up to the challenge to slowing down Derrick Henry. Look, I don't think anybody can stop Derrick Henry, but I think that the Bills can stop him from having one of his monster games where he goes off. I think the Bills' defense is good enough to slow it down. So I do like the Bills to go on the road to get this win over the Titans, to keep things rolling in Buffalo. They already sit at 4-1 and one on the season. I think they're going to go to 5-1. and one. I've been saying it all year since the beginning of the season. I think that the Bills are the best team in the AFC. They are my pick to go to the Super Bowl and win the AFC Conference this year. Getting that huge road win over the Chiefs is a huge step in the right direction for them. I think they keep that ball rolling this week. They are laying 5.5 points in Tennessee. We are going to lay the points. I think they get it done. Bills minus five and a half against the Titans on Monday Night Football. Okay, so that is all that we have for our picks this week. There were five in total. I'll go over them one more time. There's actually one pick from each time slot, from the London, the one o'clock, the four o'clock, and then both primetime games. So the five picks are Jags plus three, Panthers plus two, Cowboys minus three, Steelers minus five, and Bills minus 5.5. We will look for a winning week this week after being 16 and 16, even on the entire season so far. So this is kind of that make or break week, right? Either we're going to be ahead after this week or we're going to be behind. We can't be even after this week with sitting even now and having an odd number of picks. So hopefully we win at least three of these. Of course, we want to win all five of them, but those are the picks for this week. Speaking of picks, make sure you check out Pick'em Wars. Go to my Twitter at Adam Hulse Sports. On the pinned tweet that has my most recent podcast episode in the comment section, there is a link you can click on that will bring you to pick'emwars.com and get you free entry into all of their different sports contests. The winner of those contests wins real money, so free-to-play contests, real cash prizes at pick'emwars.com. Just click the link on my Twitter in the comment section of my pinned tweet with my most recent podcast episode. That being said, that wraps up everything that I have for this episode, which has been brought to you, of course, by La Touraine, the best affordable luxury watches and accessories on the market. Check out their website, latourain.com, L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. When you figure out what you want, when you go to checkout, make sure you use my promo code, three capital letters, A. HS, as in Adam Hull Sports, that code AHS will get you 10% off your entire order at latourain.com. 
I mentioned my Twitter, at Adam Hole Sports. Make sure you go and follow me there. Follow me on Twitter. I have all of my recent news, everything up to date with my podcast. I do weekly NFL power rankings on my Twitter. I announce all my appearances on other podcasts that I hop on, including the Take It to the Hizzy podcast, episode 179, Mamba's Legacy podcast. There was an NFC East breakdown that I appeared on. And then most recently, the Captain Lou Extravaganza on 12 Ounces of Sports. I appeared on there as well. So those are three of the appearances. They're all always announced on my Twitter, as well as all of my articles, everything that has to do with my own podcast. So make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Adam Hulse Sports. I hope to see you there. I hope you join me again next week for my Week 7 episode of the podcast. Until then, this has been Adam Hulse. Thanks for listening.